0: Hey, ghosts and goblins. <laughs> this is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls,
1: One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. Hello. And I'm Sabrina. And we are here to tell you scary ghost stories.
0: It's an Encounters episode,
1: so encounters. this is all you. Yes. All you. You have haunted experiences in your life, and you email them to us, and, and then so we read them back to you. Someone who emailed us the other day responded or
0: s- signed, hauntingly yours. And I was uh, like, ooh,
1: that's I should nice.
0: start doing that in my work emails. I like that sign off. <laughs> hauntingly yours. I was actually, so we're hiring at the company that I'm at, and I was screening some people for a position we have within my department. And I started, I don't know what came over me, but I just told an applicant about all of the stuff that's been happening <laughs> with the phones. And I was like, I don't want to scare you. I don't mean to tell you that our office is haunted. And she, But she was cool. She liked it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you started to slip in your other side hustle and said, oh, hey, by the way, I have a podcast. And then Yeah, it didn't go that far. No, not yet. But I
0: did manage to tell her that Home Depot was my favorite. What? This was supposed to be an interview and I was just talking okay. about myself. <laughs> it's like, oh, and Home Depot is my favorite store. What's yours? <laughs> Uh, it's like my mom too scared it's,
1: of us I love my mom but she is <laughs> she loves to talk and talk and talk so sometimes she'd be like so like how was your day and she'd be like I was I had such a tough day and like I'm so tired and I went on a date and then like she keeps going I was like you know this started with you asking me how my day was
0: <laughs> oh man uh. yeah. that's something that I feel like I need to work on is actively asking people about themselves because I feel like I have a habit of I don't need anyone to ask me I'll just say what I feel when I feel (laughs) it and so I kind of somewhat expect other people to do the same and then I'll walk away from conversations and be like I should have asked follow-up questions to the things that they were saying that's you know what I'll be a better conversationalist
1: we all have things to improve on and you know it's it's life
0: well, it's that time of the month again. Not what you're thinking.
1: Not when we're bleeding. Not that time. Not of the when month. we bleed.
0: <laughs> just just when we thank our Patreon donors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the time that we bleed love from our heart for our Patreon donors.
0: Yes, our Patreon donors are the ones that support us through our Patreon. If that wasn't <laughs> clear enough. We have different tiers in our Patreon, and we use that money towards, well, back in October to donate. We used another bit of it to get us actually quality recording equipment, and now that we're going to start doing live shows, it's going to help fund us get to and stay in certain locations so that we can actually visit those cities and do live shows.
1: Our ghost is very diva-ish and, like, requests first class on everything, so yeah, Patreon's going to fund our ghost and his demands.
0: Yeah, we're not flying first class, no. but the ghost is. We're going to be the back row, right by the the bathroom. No, no, the no. no. Seat. We're
1: we're going to be stored under the the plane. Yeah, like with the suitcases. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm going to buy a normal ticket, but then I'll buy you <laughs> a, a pet ticket. Yeah, yeah, and ha- yeah, just pay for. Well, I'm bringing my my cat on board. So.
1: <laughs> I'm a pretty convincing cat, so. Put you in the carrier. I think it will work. But yeah, we wanted to say thank you to all of our Patreon donors with a little shout-out, which is part of their bonus. So if you want to get a shout-out and support us, you can also, too, donate to our Patreon. But until then, let's say thank you to those who do.
0: All right. We have our good luck black cats. Thank you to Andy, Sarah, Tal, Caitlin, and Shannon.
1: And thank you to our overactive Sagers. We have Sally, Annie, and Erin, Square Beetle, James, Ayla, J Lisa, Megan, Bob, we had a baby, it's a boy Claire, Trista, Darren, Armando, Samantha, Dallas, Brianna, Heather, Danielle, and Lisa.
0: And then we have our ill gotten booty poppers. There's Anna, Nani, Kelly, Ignacio, Bailey, Sarah, Corinne, Mallie, Laura, Bill, Sarah, Lauren, Kim, Caitlin, Bridget, Frankie, Dana, Marina, Marina, Anthony, Christina jordan morgan and shannon
1: and we have our devil's our insomniacs thank you to hannah kylie amy valeria elizabeth don christigale dweeb jordan victor c katrina the mouth of alf tanya katie claire Lorene, melissa riannon taryn kesha liana harry luon bethann brianna Allison, Maria, Empowerment Ensemble, Yamily, Joanna, Matthew, Brian, The Creepover Podcast, Dana, Melinda, Ethan, Zoe, Christina, Jessica, Sloan, Jennifer, Gabriel, Gabrielle, Angela, Holly, Melanie, Bailey, The Ghostly Gals, Anna, A.M., Jessica, Jen, Verona, Nikki, Jenny, Rachel, Jana, Jenna, Mary, Sarah, Stacy, Sarah, Lorraine, Noel, Oz, Marie, Madeline, Chris, Shelby, Nikki, Stuart, Jess, Carmen, Judah, Taylor, Tony, Victoria, Sarah, Eve, April, Juliet, Laura, Rebecca, Barbara, Sarah, Kaylee, Jen, Erin, Audrey, Jennifer, Amy, Ashley, Erica, Brandon, and Emily. Amanda, Nadia, Angel Kitty, Inaki, Jennifer, Corian Lane, Victor, Nikki, Betsy, Alex, Miss Meg, Janine, Robin, Sam, Irene, Sean, Lindsay, Andy, Azana Profana, Carrie, Katie, Sharon, Jenna, Nanette, Cassifras, Carmelina, Lizzie, Jane, Misty K, Shenanigan, Sydney, Taylor, Sarah, Heather, Sydney, Haleka, Victoria, Chelsea, Leah, Driana, The Strange Case of Jewelry, Dolores, Sarah, Megan, and Joanna. Thank you guys.
0: All right. But this time I get to announce the Phantoms. Phantoms. We have Paige, Maddie, Courtney, Isadora, Kendall, Friday, Rebe, Sally, Kristen, Mark, Nicole, Ridiculous, Podcast, Taryn, Jim, Lassus, Tara, Sim, Samantha, Pretty Outdoorsy, None of This Is Real podcast, Demini, Carrie, Carla, A Paranormal Chicks, Tomb Juice, Maya, Des, Benjamin, Sabrina, Natasha, Sarah, Lauren, Autumn, Che, Vic, Marky, Dill, Tater, Carrie, Ivy, Nicoletta, Daniela, Backroad Diaries, Heather, Caroline, Christy, Libby, Laura, and Peter. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks. Do you want I to start?
1: Oh, I was going to say I think you're first.
0: Oh, well, I can. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if we've been doing orders with this. I, You know I'm I'm <laughs> pants off. <laughs> <laughs> I just do what you tell me to do. Okay. <laughs> this is from Sam. It is called, Have You Heard
1: About the Croak? Is it from a frog? We're going to
0: find out. Hello, ladies. Firstly, just want to say how much I love your show. It's honestly one of the best podcasts I've listened to. I work from home as a freelance illustrator, so I listen to your shows as I'm working. You keep me company. Oh,
1: I love that. That's Thanks. also, I'm envious of your job. I want to work from home. Me too. Let's all be work from home friendly, you guys.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? Some of my
1: coworkers listen to this.
0: If you're listening, let me work
1: from home. My coworker just told me he's been listening because he's trying to hear hear what I say about Blind Spot and <laughs> and that he wants to hear our live show. But now I need to be careful about what I say.
0: You know what's funny?
1: Sorry, Sam. We're gonna not talk about your story for another
0: second. Is when I meet new people, I very very rarely tell them. I'm like very cautious about how much I tell them, but I that doesn't that doesn't translate to recording the podcast. I feel like I'm just talking into the podcast. Yep. And I forget that people actually listen. Yep. And so it's strange that in my personal life, I'm not telling people things about myself, but they could very easily listen to the podcast and learn everything that I'm holding back.
1: I've had people text me. Lexi, for example, texted me the other day and was like, you know, my initials are LMA. And I was like, what do you like? Where is this coming from? And then I realized it was from the story where I, said my family called me lma because i'd always say leave me alone
0: (laughs) you should start calling lexi just like the full leave me alone (laughs) hey leave me alone okay but back to sam's story yeah i just wanted to share a little story i've always been into the supernatural and conversations i have with friends always end up with me asking them if they believe in ghosts or anything spooky hell yeah hell yeah when I was little, about five or six, I always had really creepy dreams, oh, yeah. as I still do as a grown-up, but one dream I had really stuck in my mind, and it's so clear that it seems like the real memory of something happening. <gasps> oh, this reminds me of my life. Mm-hmm. So, in my dream, little me creeps out of bed and into the living room where my parents were watching TV, and I snuggle up with my mom on the sofa when all of a sudden, a tiny little man, as small as I was, as a child, with a big black hat, what? green skin, a hooked nose, and old-fashioned clothes, appeared right beside me. He was carrying a black sack over his shoulder, and my parents couldn't see him at all. I froze in terror. And then, as quick as a flash, he whispered, Shh <gasps> Reached into his bag and threw sand in my eyes. <gasps> then I quickly woke up. He never did anything else like that, but the image of him, just like out of a fairy story, was stuck in my head all of these years later.
1: Oh, chills.
0: <laughs> I know, I'm like, actually, I can't, I'm i like smiling with horror. <laughs> Fast forward to me and one of my first jobs after leaving college. So there I am making friends with my new boss, and Typical Me asks, Has anything spooky ever happened to you? And she said, Yes. When she was little, she said her house was haunted, especially the stairs in the landing, which was where she would see this entity it would creep up from the stairs and into her room. He was a tiny little man in old fashioned clothes, wore a black hat and a sack over his shoulder. But he actually told her his name. What? The croak. I think she saw him quite frequently, hiding on the stairs and in the shadows and at the foot of her bed, but it struck me how similar he was to my dream memory of the little man. We were both terrified of him, too. So that's my little story, and I wonder if anyone else has seen him. I know I don't want to ever again. Thanks so much for your wonderful podcast. Love from Sam, one girl, one husband, two cats, and a lot of ghosts from the oh. UK, from North Devon.
1: My gosh. I need Isn't to it? find I need to find this email because there's I think someone else who may have seen this man,
0: <gasps> the croak. Should we? I think so. Oh my gosh, little green man. Okay, well we will do some investigation into our inbox.
1: This is the worst. I hate when you know there's an email and you just yes. We have so many emails that makes it so hard to find. I know, I know. Okay, well okay. I know that someone emailed us with a very similar story, so I'm gonna have to read that in another encounters because yeah, we'll it's find gonna it. be impossible to find it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, that is so terrifying. It also reminds me of that we did read an email from another in another encounters a while back of someone who figured out that there was this like demonish type of creature that was haunting all of the children in the whole town. Remember?
1: Yeah. It was
0: like in high school or something. People were like, you have to talk to this person. You have to talk to this person.
1: That's. It's so crazy that so many years later in her life, she would meet someone who has the same experience and can right. kind of help her piece things together. Also, the creature, the croak, I wonder
0: if whoever sort of created the Sandman saw and experienced this entity because the whole throwing of sand into the eyes makes me think.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a huge parallel between. Right. Like the sleepies in your eyes come from the Sandman. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder too. That's that's so interesting.
0: Oh my gosh! But thank goodness that Sam's only real experience. I mean, obviously he was terrifying and burned into her memory and stayed with her all these years. But thank goodness that it wasn't to the extent that her boss seemingly had, where he was creeping in all of the dark shadows and corners and at the end of her bed.
1: I just like it's one of those things where. I feel like ghosts, we can understand a little bit more just in terms of like why they're here, what they want, and like you can kind of analyze them more as humans because they have, Mm -hmm. they previously had our, a brain and like they, you know, they function almost in a similar way. Like us,
0: walked like us, talked like us, yeah. But,
1: but creatures like the croak, it's so hard to analyze and be like, oh, this is what they want and why they're here. Unpredictable.
0: Do you see Leia? (laughs) Leia, it's all up. Are you drinking wine? No,
1: it's just the glass.
0: Oh, okay. The glass is dark at the bottom. Yeah, I was going to say it's ten thirty a.m. where you are. So, (laughs) okay. What did you pick out?
1: I have one from Casey and she says my haunted house story complete with a backyard cemetery hi ladies i just found your podcast and i am so excited i have been obsessed with all things paranormal since i was a girl <laughs> really <laughs> come here like um i have been obsessed with all things paranormal since i was a girl i was listening to your most recent encounters episode and realized i have my own ghostly encounter to share When I was a child, I lived in an old house with my parents and my little brother. I don't have many early memories of the house, but I do remember that very eerie feeling I always felt inside, like you were never alone and always being watched. It had all the creepy things, rickety old wooden floors, a creepy attic, dark rooms, and even an old cemetery in the backyard. Yep, a cemetery.
0: That's like a nightmare, but also a dream. Like so cool to have, but then I'd get really nervous at night.
1: Yeah, because you don't really – it's probably not her family members. Right. I remember going outside after dinner on summer nights with my dad and little brother and trying to read the names on the old tombstones. But most of them were from 1700 – from the seventeen or 1800s, and they were hard to read. Anyway, my mom claims that weird things always happened in the house, especially surrounding my brother and I as children. For example, our shoes were always misplaced, but not in the places where my brother and I could have moved or hidden them, but in weird places like on top of kitchen cabinets. It got to a point where we were late for appointments and other things because she could never find our shoes. She also said that my brother and I were terrified to sleep in our own rooms alone, so we would take turns sleeping together in each other's rooms. One night, it's like you, Corinne, you and your brother.
0: Yeah, it wasn't his decision or choice, but I did move into his room for like 11 years, pretty much.
1: (laughs) One night when I was probably five and my brother four, my mom said she came to check on us. And when she walked into the room, she saw both my brother and I tossing and turning and talking in our sleep in very distressed voices at the same time. She said she can remember us mumbling over and over, get off me and leave me alone and things like that. She said she was so creeped out that she said out loud for whatever was bothering us to leave my kids alone. And then we both immediately stopped.
0: Ooh, what a good mom. I know, but that's so scary. Could you imagine seeing your children like, oh, God, that's scary. No, I can't because yeah. kids are already creepy. So the fact <laughs> that something's happening to them that kind of I feel like you'd be torn between wanting to protect your own children and being
1: like, this is the creepiest thing that's ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but get off of me. That means like something was on top of them. Oh, I know. My parents ended up getting divorced and my mom moved out of the house. I continued to live there with my brother and dad for a few more years. And I distinctly remember hating to be alone in any room. My father ended up getting remarried and had more children with my stepmom, and the shoe game started up again. My half-sister's toys were always misplaced, sounds going off, moving in front of our eyes, etc. Then one night, when I was probably 12, I woke up in the middle of the night to a blood-curdling shriek from a woman coming from outside of my window. I lived on the second floor of the house. I remember it was about 3 in the morning and the shrieks wouldn't stop. I was so terrified that I pulled the covers over my head and just waited for it to be over. The next morning, I asked my family what that noise had been that night before, and none of them had heard it. I was so shocked because it was so loud that it sounded like someone was right outside of my window screaming. Fast forward years later, we move away from the house, and I'm talking to my mom about it. She took me by complete surprise when she told me that she actually did research on the house when she moved out and found out that back in the 1800s, there had been a church right where the house was built, but it burned to the ground in a fire. The old old newspapers she found all talked about how a few people died in the fire including a little boy she was oh, so no. surprised that she even tracked down the previous owners of the house and called them up to see if they knew any of this which they did and it was why they moved out
0: no way no <laughs> way i love this there's an ending i know when you know what's happening there's an explanation Ugh.
1: It also completely explained the weird cemetery in the backyard and the creepy feeling we always felt. My mom thinks that all of the toys being moved slash shoes being misplaced was probably the spirit of this little boy who just liked to play. My blood then ran cold when she said that she too heard a blood-curdling scream from a woman one night that sounded like it was coming from right outside her window. She said she had brought this up to the previous owners when she spoke to them on the phone and they knew exactly what she was talking about. They told her that legend had it, that it's the sound of the mother of the little boy screaming as her child was inside of the burning church.
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, I thought, oh, I thought it was going to be someone who died, which is also horrible. But, like, but, yeah. just the pain of someone living watching that helplessly just know. is hard
1: to wrap your mind around. Yeah. She says, thanks for reading it to you on the other side, Casey.
0: Oh Casey, you live in a really haunted house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that poor oh, because it's that woman clearly didn't die on the property, but her sadness and energy and the screams left a residual haunting. And I wonder if right. it's the same night that the fire happened that she was screaming because it sounded like, sounded like she only heard it that one night.
0: Oh, oh, like throughout the years on the yeah. anniversary of the fire. Yeah. If that's when the scream happened. Oh, it's like, it's like the ghost ships. Yeah. Man, oh man. So perhaps it wasn't an evil entity crawling on the kids and.
1: No, it might have not? been like. The little
0: boy. Just it could have been play. the little
1: boy or if like other spirits. Like I imagine th- the first thing that came to my mind was like if the fire is happening, people trying to grab people to try to take them out of the building. So oh. maybe there are like spirits grabbing at them in like reenacting the fear that they felt like trying to grab the children out of oh, the wow. building. wow. Yeah.
0: I didn't even think of that. I was totally thinking that the little boy was just trying to play and was like, oh, these are my like new brothers and sisters. Right. Like, you know, maybe wrestling or being like, let me into bed and like, get <laughs> off of me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It, it is interesting because I feel like we have a good, I mean, even kids, like they can tell good and evil. And I feel like they were they were terrified, you know? right yeah so maybe That's they're true. i don't know who knows because it was a church we know that like abandoned churches sometimes are the most haunted places and with dark entities because it's like right a victory for the dark entities
0: and even too if it was a nice spirit with good intentions as a child even as an adult i would still be scared it's one thing to be like okay they're fine and they're in the corner and they're they seem to be benign, but the second that they walk up and actually touch you, it's like, whoa, No, whoa, you yeah.
1: crossed a line here. <laughs> I did not give you permission to do this.
0: No way. No way. Man, okay, wow. We're off to a great start with two terrifying listener stories.
1: All right, let's get back to the scary stuff.
0: Back to the scaries. What do you have? This is from Sebastian. Hey, so I'm 21 years old, and I've started listening to your podcast quite recently when I found you on Spotify. I'm listening when I'm going to university slash work on the train, and it really helps make the journey go a bit faster and smoother. Frankly, I'm not really a podcast listener, so you're my one and only exception, and I absolutely love listening to you too. Wow! That's so nice. That makes me feel really good. But now to the real deal. I've always been interested in the paranormal and the occult, even since I was a child. I even remember that my dad had a book called The Lost and the Found, not the actual title since I'm Polish, but that's how it would translate to English, which was kind of an encyclopedia of paranormal accounts. Of course, when I was very young, I was just looking at pictures since I couldn't really read. It still managed to creep me out very much. (laughs) I'm also very sensitive to this stuff, and I feel like the paranormal is drawn to me in some way, which I neither like nor dislike. Now my accounts still gives me the creeps first off i want to tell you about the time that i used a ouija board with my cousin and his friend so a little backstory i've been hearing taps and steps in the attic for quite some time at this point it was clearly intelligent as it was tapping out music and responding to my knocks So one day, my very religious parents were out at their friend's house, and I invited my cousin to come over with the intent of trying to communicate with the ghost in the attic. Uh, Of course, sneaking around when the parents aren't home. And also, uh,
1: ghost in the attic always scares me. Ghost in the attic. Sounds like a children's book story. It does. It's like Flowers in the Attic, which is not a children's story (laughs) at all. No, but the characters are children. That's true. That's true. (laughs) story about children or a children's story two very different things
0: very different never let your children read flowers in the attic
1: i'm pretty sure i was really young when i read that book oh well it's
0: yeah i think
1: that's what got me into the darkness
0: uh okay i was like into
1: what (laughs) (laughs) into killing people
0: uh i made a makeshift ouija board and we used a shot glass as the pointer But it worked. I made very careful preparations beforehand just to be safe. I researched it and I made a pep talk for my cousin and his friends. First, we communicated with something that was clearly not so intelligent. I even dare to say non-human as -hmm. their messages were unintelligible and kind of all over the place. We ended that session quickly, went for a cigarette break and got back to it. This time we contacted the actual spirit from my attic. She told us that her name was Agata. She did indeed tap on the attic floor slash my room ceiling, and she died at age 58. She was born in 1920, and when I asked how she died, she did not want to respond to me and just noted that she wanted to go mum. I was writing it down as it happened, so I will attach notes from both of the sessions. Oh, that's cool. We ended that session quickly, and I ended up praying for her multiple times so that she could pass on. Of course, my cousin and his friends still remained skeptics and thought I just pranked them. But not for long. Second story. So a week ago, as of writing this email, my cousin was at my place, and we were just watching some stupid stuff online and just generally goofing around. Hmm. At some point, he dared me to go to the attic, which I was fine with, but told him that he must come with me. (laughs) I'm not really scared of the paranormal. It just annoys me when something would slam the door at night or disturb my peace. Other than that, I'm a-okay with the ghost being in my house. He agreed, and I opened up the hatch in the ceiling. There's always that weird feeling when you stand underneath it, even if you aren't aware that that it's even there. At that point, my cousin wants to back away, but I tell him to suck it up (laughs) and also take the exercised salt my religious parents strike again. <laughs> hey, it's under- good to have those things. Yeah, thank God my parents have, like, holy water and stuff around yeah. the house. They've never had to use it. Thank but just goodness. in case, you want to be prepared.
1: It's like if there's an earthquake, you have your preparedness kit. If there's a ghost, you have that kit, too. You
0: have to have a kit for everything, guys. <laughs> be prepared. To take the exercise salt from under the sink and to bring it with him as I'm walking upstairs. After cleaning myself up of the cobwebs I've gathered while walking up, I take a look around. There are some old suitcases laying next to a really old radio. On the wall, strung on a nail, are a pair of really old black ice skates. And next to them, on a string from wall to wall, there's something that is covered by a big piece of fabric. I never looked under the fabric. My cousin finally got up the stairs and I did some EVPs. Nothing was caught. And then we spread the the salt all over while chanting prayers and and then made our way downstairs. We closed up the hatch and went back to watching funny videos on YouTube. After 10 to 15 minutes, out of nowhere, there was a loud bang in the attic. Note that my family was not home and neither were the neighbors, so I was completely alone with my cousin. He looked at me terrified and I looked at him with the biggest fucking smile on my face. (laughs) I fucking love ghosts. So he says, try knocking on the ceiling. See if it replies. And so I did that. (laughs) Three seconds pass, and there's another loud bang on the attic floor. My my cousin starts to freak out and is hyperventilating. And after a second, I hear a faint sound of steps and shuffling in the attic. I look at him, and he starts to call his girlfriend to tell her about the experience. And he gets out of the room, and after about a minute of silence, he calls for me. (laughs) That's the only thing... That got me worried a bit. All throughout the corridor was the smell of smoke. Like when you go to blow out a candle. I tell him to go back to my room, take the holy water, and sprinkle that shit around to saying prayers. (laughs) So that's basically it. I've got more stories. Oh my god, that's it? (laughs) Sounds like a demon! Oh my gosh. Um... I've got more stories like when my mom went to get a reading and brought a demon back home and then when something tried to get into our house and did not trigger any outdoor lights but shook the handle and door violently. Ooh. I really love telling and hearing ghost stories and that's why I love your podcast so much and I'm quickly catching up to the new uh, newest episodes. Thanks for sticking through my lengthy email. Keep doing your thing. Love you. Sincerely, Sebastian.
1: Oh, the, okay. the notes are really cool yeah
0: because he attached their makeshift ouija board and then yeah it's like a piece of paper and a pencil scribbled out it's like agata age and then he
1: like wrote the year like 1920 age Mm -hmm. 58 i really like on one of the ouija board photos he sent us he said another one i made after afterwards but my mom burnt it (laughs) (laughs) go mom the religious parents strike again (laughs) I I mean it's clear that Agata hasn't gone away like she's still up in the attic and is gonna keep doing her thing and I hope I hope it doesn't get bad I mean right now she's just banging and knocking but
0: right but the smell of smoke well it could be a few things the smell of smoke reminds me it's not a sulfur smell which is the thing that's associated with demonic presences but it's still off yeah it does make me wonder perhaps I don't know the history of the home or the land But perhaps there was something to do with maybe a
1: fire. Oh, yeah. I mean, now that he knows her name and like went the year that she died, maybe he can look into her and find out who she is.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, also, it's so fascinating to me that you move into a house and there's still like the previous owner's furniture and belongings up in the attic. And and the fact that they like didn't really go and investigate what it was or try to get rid of it, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Like what what stuff does she has up have up there? And like maybe she's just connected to the stuff and not the house.
0: It always I'm always curious about so when you move into a house, if I were to move out of a house, wouldn't I have to take everything with me? Like but I um, guess there's no like landlord going in and making sure you remove all of your belongings before the new people move in.
1: And also, I mean, my mom moved into a home that the previous owner had passed away, so like the her like the family was trying to sell his home, you know? And so, yeah, they were trying to get rid of, like, the furniture and stuff, and they took some of it. But there was a lot of it that they were like, "We don't. none of us want it, and, and so they offered it to my mom.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I'm just thinking of walking in blind and being like, there's all this stuff in this house this <laughs> spot. <bought." laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean, but also if it's in the attic, I I don't know, maybe no one goes up there when you're touring a house.
0: I don't know. Man, oh, man, I don't know either.
1: At least that Ouija board experience isn't, like, terrifying. I also wonder, because, like, I feel like this is a common thing where when people first start playing with the Ouija boards, they get a weird mix of um, letters and it doesn't make any sense. It's not coherent. Mm -hmm. It makes me wonder if there are multiple spirits trying to communicate and that's why it's all gibberish because it's like they're fighting over control.
0: Or is it perhaps in a language that we don't understand? So, like, for example sebastian's notes i believe uh, he said he was polish right and a lot of he basically translated some of the words because he wrote down certain things and it's like i can't understand what this so like the word help in polish would mean nothing to me in english spelled out so i'd be like oh it's just gibberish right i also wonder i like to think that maybe maybe it is agata in the attic and that on the spirit side Of things she was like, okay, I need to make communication and so she lit a candle and did her thing to then like communicate with the Ouija board. And then when they closed out, she blew out the candle and then the smell of the smoke wafted down into the house. That's
1: interesting. We don't know how things we don't know anything. We know nothing. (laughs) Okay, I have another story. Okay. This is from Jason and subject line is personal stories. Dear Corinne and Sabrina, first of all, I just recently discovered your show, and I'm really enjoying listening to the older episodes, which is like, no one likes our older episodes, so that's very nice. That's so nice. Well, okay, more like we don't like our older episodes. We don't like our older episodes. (laughs) I want to share with you and the other listeners the paranormal encounters I have experienced. Story one. My first paranormal experience happened when I was only three years old. My parents and I lived in an old house across the railroad tracks from where I live now. One night, I woke up in the middle of the night, I walked around the bedroom, and then looked out my window. Outside, I saw a human-shaped figure wearing a black robe. To me now, it seems like the clothes associated with the Reaper. The difference is that the figure had three faces. All of the faces, however, had extremely exaggerated features like a carnival funhouse. Oh! The biggest thing that sticks out to me is that the eyes on the side faces were black, but the front-facing eyes were bright red and staring directly at me. I told my parents about my experience, but they told me I was dreaming. Years later, my mother told me about all the cold spots in the house, the hands that she felt touch her, and all the other creepy happenings at that place. She tried to keep me from knowing about the things there, but she just couldn't. Story two. My second story happened in my early 20s. At about midnight after dropping a friend off at home, I was driving toward home down an old country highway. All of a sudden, bright headlights shone behind me and a car began gaining on me really quickly. I was trying to stay calm and kept repeating, please don't be a cop, please don't be a cop, as the car closed the gap. I realized by the loud sound of the car's engines that it was an older muscle car of some kind. This car reached my back bumper my heart pounding and my hands death gripping the wheel. And just as it should have hit me, it blinked out and was gone. I've traveled this road thousands of times before and and since, and there's nowhere that this car could have gone. My final story is very recent and still ongoing. My grandmother passed away, just passed away in October. She was my paranormal buddy. We watched everything from ghost hunters and the haunting to finding Bigfoot. She also spent a lot of her time during the day at my parents' house, just keeping busy and avoiding the loneliness. Still to this day, around 11 a.m., she comes in the front door and checks on the dogs before making her way back out the door. Every different member of our family had had this experience since she has passed. It seems like she's stopping by every day just to make sure that we're all doing fine. Thank you, I ladies, for that. reading my stories. I hope they give you a little spook and then some hope at the end. Best wishes, Jason.
0: Wow, I love that the end well the end part not not yeah. the scary experience on the road or you know <laughs> just the the little
1: checking in daily it's so sweet and like every day and everyone has seen her it's not like cuz i feel like we hear experiences where just one person sees their loved one right but everyone that's so sweet so sweet i am curious about the road now because it's haunted roads we love haunted roads i know It reminds me of uh, Satan's sedan. Remember the car we talked about? I can't remember what highway it was, but the car that would come speeding up and then just disappear. Wasn't it on like Route 66 or something like that? Or maybe 666? I don't know.
0: 666.
1: I don't know what we talk about.
0: That's the thing. We never remember. (laughs) I don't even remember the stories I say myself.
1: Yeah. I remember some, but we've done so many at this point that like sometimes they just They all blend together at a point. Someone should write out a test and see if we can pass it. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt
0: it. Oh, no way. I'd get like maybe 5%.
1: (laughs) Wow. Okay. But the the first story about the three-faced hooded creature staring. But this is what's interesting. And I feel like this has been coming up lately with – My nightmare was a woman standing outside my window in a a black robe and then she turned around and it was like the Wicked Witch of the West and she was staring at me. This It's similar to this. Like I feel like there are – like a lot of people are having experiences like this where a figure standing out on the street and then turns and looks at them.
0: Oh, man. There's just something about it. It's like you're in your car, which should make you feel safe and in control, but like
1: it's just – Oh, the first one's
0: at home. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm I keep I can't get away from the car situation on the road. But just just that feeling of like it, it's almost like it's
1: marking you. you yeah. Know? And like you're safe in your home, but like I'm lurking just outside of your safety.
0: Yeah. You're only safe as long as I choose to not come in. Yeah. Oh, like I
1: see you. I'm watching <laughs> you. Creepy.
0: I hate it. Oh, <sighs> Okay, these were some scary stories. <laughs> they
1: were really scary.
0: <laughs> if you guys have stories of your own and you want to email them to us, our inbox, our email
1: is to girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we can't respond to every single one. We apologize for that. But we do our best to try to include as many as possible in our podcast. That's why we're doing encounters every single week. Yes. And yeah, so if you don't hear back from us, it doesn't mean we didn't get it. Or that or we haven't read it
0: or selected it and scheduled yeah. it for the future.
1: <laughs> we have like an Excel and we write down, we have like plans for everything.
0: Right. And it doesn't matter what, what time, like we're still, we're reading ones that were sent in the past couple of weeks and then we're still reading ones that were sent a year and a half ago. So yeah. Yeah. it doesn't matter when you send it. It's just whenever it somewhat either fits with an episode or when we're like, ooh, these two would be great to read together. Exactly. Exactly. So send them to us. And then we also have social media. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You know the whole spiel. The whole spiel.
1: And we have Patreon. And if you want to be thanked like all of our Patreon donors were at the beginning of this episode, you can donate to us and help support us and help us achieve our goals and finances podcast in our lives to continue doing this podcast. It would mean a lot.
0: You can also represent us in terms of merchandise. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be cool. Wow, that that sentence didn't make sense. <laughs> um, we have our shop linked to our website. And then uh, iTunes, iTunes, and word of mouth. Rate, review, and then also tell everyone about us. That's like one of the biggest things. It's the hugest way to, to support us, I feel. Word of mouth is huge. It takes literally two minutes to leave an iTunes review. So uh, just do it. Um, we're not even done with this episode and I'm already starting to unwrap my
1: protein bar to eat it. <laughs> I just see Corinne bring up a, a yellow packed RX bar up to her mouth and she it's rips the, maple the seeds with salt. her teeth as we're still <laughs> talking.
0: Okay, I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay. okay, okay.
1: And we will
0: see you on the, the other side. side. Very spooky.